1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: Now for our story. It was almost 10.30. Aunt Mary Lane's house on Willow Road was dark, but lights glowed from the windows of Lefty Larkin's little place nearby. Aunt Mary had telephoned from town that she was having dinner with her old friend, David Bowman. Lefty hadn't said much to that. He was still angry at David for offering Bill Meade a job at the bank. Lefty felt that considering the way Bill had treated Peggy Douglas, the young girl he knew to be his daughter, David's friendly attitude toward the young man amounted to disloyalty. Of course, he tried to comfort himself with the knowledge that Peggy's life was straightened out now. She was going to marry Nicholas Dorn, the young writer Lefty liked so much. But his contentment about that was somewhat marred by Aunt Mary's attitude. Well, Aunt Mary was quite certain that Peggy should not marry Nicholas, much as she liked the young man. Now, as Lefty sits in his comfortable old leather easy chair, softly puffing his pipe, there's a tap at the door. Hello? Good
3: evening, Lefty.
2: Oh, Aunt Mary.
3: Well, I just got back, so I thought I'd come out and say hello before I turn in. Oh, I'm glad you did. Hear that, Mary. Take it off. Oh, no thanks, Leslie. I always prefer a chair with
4: a straight back. This will be fine. Okay, but I never have understood why you want to
2: torture yourself.
3: <laughs> it isn't torture to me. I just like to have something to support my back. I don't like to flout. Well, did you have a good time?
2: I suppose
4: banker Bowman brought out his best silver for you. We had a very nice
3: dinner. I hope you found yourself something to eat. Oh, sure. When I phoned, I'd forgotten that Peggy was having dinner at the plumber. Why didn't you remind
4: me? Because I figured you'd feel you had to come home. And I thought it'd be a good change for you not to cook for one. (laughs) Even if it meant having dinner with old Fussbudget. Oh, it.
3: You ought to be ashamed, talking about David that way. You know very well you miss him a lot.
4: Oh, I'm worrying along all right without him. Of course, you're bound to miss anything you get used to. Even a headache.
3: You're not saying that David will have I hope.
4: Well, maybe that is putting it a little strong, Aunt Mary. I'll admit I'm prejudiced, but darn it, David ought to have better sense. He knows the way Bill Meade acted, the way he's treated Peggy. I've got no use for Bill Meade.
3: Lizzie, I think if you'd see him, know how he feels about the whole thing, you might change your mind. I doubt it.
4: When did you see him
3: last? Like? Tonight. Bill dropped in to see David while I was there. I see. Bill's going ahead and getting a divorce, (laughs) Lester.
4: It's too bad he didn't get some sense earlier in the game. He could have saved himself and some other people a whale of a lot of trouble.
3: Yes, he could have. What's done is done. Now there seems to be nothing for it but a divorce.
4: It's not going to be too easy to get that divorce.
3: No. Besides, there are other complications. The child.
4: Yeah. The poor little kid hasn't harmed anybody, but he'll be the one who'll take the rap being brought up by Ben Calvert and Kit. But he's not going to be,
3: if Bill can help it. I'll come. That's what Bill wanted to tell us. You see, um, he's decided to get custody of the child, if he can. He has, huh? Yes, doctor.
4: Well, if he does, that'll be one less victim for the Calverts. I hope Bill will be able to give his son a little more sense than he's shown so far.
3: Oh, look. You're so unfair where Bill is concerned. Believe me, he's worried about his responsibility. He wants to do the very best he can for the child.
4: Anyway, that certainly closes the chapter for good and all, so far as Peggy's concerned. What do you mean? Well, you surely don't imagine that Bill would have the nerve to think about Peggy at this point. Not with a baby on his hands. I don't know, Lucy.
3: But there's one thing I am sure of. What's that? Bill Meade is still deeply in love with Peggy.
4: Well, that's
3: his tough luck.
4: Good Lord, Aunt Mary, you can see how impossible it would be. Peggy and Bill and... and Kit Meade's child. No matter how much you disapprove of Peggy's marrying Nicholas Dorn, I... I don't believe you want that to happen. Of course, of
3: course We're both assuming a great deal like this. Because it's impossible to tell how things will turn out. As David said, Bill is pretty sure to have a fight on his hands.
4: Yeah. It's not likely that Ben Talbot would give up without a fight. Let Bill cut off his grandchild just like that. No, sir, he'll put up a fight if I know him.
2: Lefty Larkin and Aunt Mary were silent for a moment, each thinking of the strange, unhappy situation which had been created by the birth of a baby. The child Kip Mead had presented to Bill Mead as his own, but which in reality was the son of Lisa Fenner. And now at this same moment, many miles from Wakefield, in a house at Malibu Beach outside of Los Angeles, that young woman, Lisa Fenner, enters the living room where Paul Cromwell, Kip's old friend, stands waiting impatiently. Well, Lisa, are you all packed? Ready to all? Oh,
1: yes, Paul. And for once, I don't think I forgot anything. Although I'll probably discover something missing after it's too late. I usually do.
0: I will hope not. Would you have a drink of sherry before we leave?
1: No, yeah, every time, Paul? If we're going to catch the train. Oh,
0: yes, yes. have plenty of time.
1: I'd hate for us to miss the train.
0: Oh, good Lord, Lisa. Don't be so provincial. We would miss the train. Max is backing the car out now you will get our bags stowed away in no time, and we'll be off. What's the matter with you, Lisa? You're so jumpy lately. Just a bundle of nerves.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, Paul. It must have been a period of uncertainty. Of being halfway between the old life and the new one. Once everything's settled, my divorce and all that.
0: Lisa, you'll have to learn to be patient. These things always take time.
1: Oh, I know, Paul.
0: But it isn't just that. Well, then, what is it? It's...
1: The child, too.
0: What about the child? You know Kit's taking good care of the baby. It's all right, I'm sure.
1: Yes. Yeah. But still, I... I keep dreaming about it. do I try not to bother you with how I feel, Paul, but... But it drives me crazy. Lisa,
0: you're surely not thinking of going back on your words changing your mind.
1: Oh, no. I know it's done. It's over. But it still I've got the trouble. It isn't over, actually. That's what keeps me so in it. There's still time to go back, and, and yet I realize I shouldn't. If only the legal part was settled, so I'd I know there was something definite. Well, it will be
0: settled soon. You know that.
1: Yes. until Kit has the baby legal when we need it as you said we would get the papers taken care of then I won't be afraid of myself this way I... Lisa you keep talking as if you are backing down oh I I can't help it, Paul but I'll be alright I promise when it's firmly closed you haven't told me yet so we can mistake
0: that's because I haven't heard from her yet
1: but Paul I thought we were leaving so we could meet Kit. Clear this whole thing up once and for all.
0: And that's just what we are going to do. We're going to Chicago Is and...
1: Is then... Kit going to meet us, sir?
0: I don't know, Lisa.
1: You don't know? Paul, you don't seem to know anything. You'll never give me a definite answer to anything.
0: How can I give you a definite answer about something I don't know myself? When we get to Chicago, I'll get in touch with Kit. Go down to Wakefield and straighten things out.
1: But I don't understand, Paul. Why do you have to go to waste Why can't you phone Chip? Have her meet us here on the way.
0: Because that's not the way it seems best to me.
1: I don't see why you have to be so mysterious.
0: I'm not being mysterious. This just isn't the sort of thing you handle over a telephone.
1: All right, Paul. You don't have to shout.
0: Well, I'm not shouting.
1: Well, you certainly sounded irritated.
0: Good Lord, who wouldn't be? For days, all you've done is nag. Going about with a long face. You're so tragic about it all. Why can't you be sensible?
1: Sometimes, Paul, I think you're the most cold-blooded man I've ever known. You ought to be sensible. And I've given up my baby, and my whole life is torn apart.
0: Oh, for heaven's sake, Lisa! Now don't start weeping. <laughs> Everything will turn out all right. As soon as I get to Wakefield, Doctor Kit. You'll know exactly what's going to happen.
2: Perhaps that's what you think, Paul Cromwell. You believe that when you see Kit, everything will begin to unfold according to the plan you and Kit had when she left. But you may be surprised at what you're going to discover when you get to Wakefield. For in spite of the fact that you helped Kit persuade Lisa Fenner to give up her child, and that you are even now pretending to plan to marry Lisa, trying to keep her in a contented frame of mind so that she won't attempt to reclaim her own baby you might find that all your trouble has been for nothing. If you discover the truth, Paul, you'll find that Kit has no more intention of keeping her promise to you than you have of keeping your promise to Lisa.